Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest. She is the 2021 Good Neighbor Award winner, Lisa Morales. Lisa, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. Yeah, we're super excited to talk to you and hear all about you and, you know, being the recipient of such a prestigious award. We're really excited to hear how you've done that great story of giving back throughout your whole life and even before you and in your family's life. So really excited to hear about that today. And I know our listeners will be excited to hear about it too. So before we get started in in all of that, I want to kick off with our signature question, which we ask all of the guests who join us on the Real View podcast, which is what is the best view that you've ever seen? Hmm. The best view for me was a um, we took a helicopter ride um, over the Grand Canyon. Absolutely beautiful and breathtaking. Just amazing experience. Wow, that that's awesome. I have to say I'm a little nervous about helicopters. I'm, I'm a little scared uh, to get on one, um, but it might be worth it to see the view from that angle. Yeah, you know, there was some hesitation, but I would do it again. It was yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And I've only been to the Grand Canyon as a little kid. I believe I was maybe like 13 or 14 years old. So you don't really appreciate it at that age. So I'm dying to go back as an adult and kind of, you know, experience it with an adult lens and a little more appreciation than what I did when I was 14. (laughs) Okay, well, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get started in real estate? Was this always something that you knew you wanted to do? Um, I know you're a super successful agent down in Cincinnati. So tell us a little bit about you, your background and how you got started. So my background is um, I always have been in some type of sales type of mode and job. I actually managed a interior design firm and we did a lot with Homorama and agents and designers and, and all of that. Then I took a mommy job because I had my youngest two were young. I took a job at Scholastic and they had like school year type of schedule. And so I was off during the summer, off during the holidays, just like a school, but it was awful as far as for me being tied to a, you know, to a desk, you know, I like to be out and about uh, meeting people face to face. So that was the, the downside of that job. So um, in the middle of that, we sold and bought a home, my husband and I and our three children. And he kept saying, you'd really be good at that. You should do that. And so in 2007, I got licensed. Really wasn't disciplined in the beginning as far as hustle and um, keeping my nose down to the grindstone and, and really trying to make a full run at real estate. And then um, my husband had a what I call a coming to Jesus meeting. <laughs> We all need those meetings from time to time, yes. And um, he's like, you have to do something. You have to do something. And then that's when I kicked it into gear and got really serious about real estate. And it's just been getting growing and growing ever since that point. That was probably 2008, 2009 when I really was 
giving it some effort. Yeah. Did you um, see kind of see the success that you experienced grow with the more and more effort you put in kind of after that come to Jesus moment? Would you equate those two to kind of being, you know, cause and effect type of situation? Absolutely. Every day I would get up with a plan, with a schedule. I went into the office every single day, even if, and I joined phone duty every, every opportunity that I had. But what was nice about going into the office is that I learned so much from the veterans that were there, you know, and with real estate, a lot of heavy hitters or veterans, they don't like to put a whole lot of time in people that they don't see all the time because real estate is like a revolving door, you know, it's like, you know, 87% don't make it. So you don't want to get attached to someone. But when they saw me showing up for work, they took me under their wing. And that also made a difference. The routine, the plan, I always went in with a plan, making calls, sending postcards, doing all the right things that we just down to basics that I still apply to what I do today. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's kind of one of the biggest things I hear, you know, when I when I have guests come on the podcast and we talk about, you know, what are your ways to success? How have you, you know, made such great strides in your career? And, and you know, there's a lot of, of individuals who say it really is just getting back to those basics and, you know, focusing on the small things and not getting caught up in the day to day and just making time for those things that are kind of easy to, to push aside sometimes. I, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so in as, in addition to being such a wonderful realtor and seeing the great success that you've had, uh, you are also huge in giving back and uh, making your community stronger and, you know, so much so that you were nominated by your local board and won the 2021 Good Neighbor Award, which is one of the most prestigious honors uh, given out at the annual convention Every year, it's presented to an individual realtor who has shown exemplary commitment to community service, which you have, and we will uh, get into why that is in just a minute. But I want to start with your story of involvement with Salvation Army, because this kind of like kick-started your work with the community, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would love to hear a little bit more about that, about your grandmother. This has been kind of infused in you as a person and maybe has been one of your values that you've learned at a very young age. So I want to hear about all of that. And if I'm wrong on any of that, please correct me. Um, But yeah, tell us about that. You're absolutely right. And I love telling the story because my grandmother was like... One of my favorite people in the whole world, you know? So over a hundred years ago now, it was 1919. Oh my gosh. She was in a um, children's home, you know, an orphanage, if you will. You know, it was depression and um, her parents just couldn't make it. My, I guess that would be my great grandfather had to go to a different state to find work. Her mother was there with three children and they couldn't make ends meet. So she was in an orphanage in Butler County. At that time, the Salvation Army came in and gave the orphans toys for Christmas. So my grandmother got a doll. And that's how it all started. You know, with with that one gift, that one act of kindness just grew to what it is today. She remained involved with the Salvation Army. So my mother did. And my mother always said, you have to give back to the community. Doesn't matter how little you have, you still have more than someone else. 
you know, get involved in some way. And um, it's kind of what it's been. When I was a teenager, I was a counselor for four years at the Camp Swanecki. So that's right in the middle of Columbus and Cincinnati, right by that big, tall bridge. So I was a counselor there for less fortunate children. I started that when I was 15. And I did that, you know, for four summers. And it really is an eye opener, you know, to see firsthand some of the struggles that people in our own community have, you know, and we sometimes we don't look right here. We may look beyond, even beyond our country or whatever, but there's a lot of ways that we can help. And if we can impact a child's life, like my grandmother's was impacted, it's a huge investment in our future. And it's that domino effect. You know, I just think that that is so cool that that is something that had that great of impact on your grandmother's life that now it is still impacting a hundred years later. And I'm sure even more, I mean, I'm sure this is something that, you know, you've shared with, with your family and that they're going to remember to share with theirs. And it's just cool to think you think something so small as a simple toy and a doll that was given can have a hundred plus year outlook. Oh, Yeah. That's really cool. I just, I love hearing stories like that. And, and, um, you know, I'm a big history nerd. So anytime we get to talk about something, you know, that exceeds any of our lifespans, I just think is, is really awesome. So tell you, you can obviously see how passionate you are about giving uh, back to your community. And now we know a little bit why, uh, from your grandmother and your mother. Talk a little bit about ways that you give back, um, your realtor ring day, coat and toy drive for children, um, some other involvements that, you know, you're super, uh, invested in. Tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've done uh, personally giving back. One of the things um, that we're, we're gearing up for right now is the coat drive. So I've done an annual coat drive for the last eight years. Great turnout. You know, I always have a goal of, hey, let's get 100. Let's get 100 coats. And um, we always do that or more, which is always good because there are a lot of people that live on the streets or they just don't have the means to to go out and get a nice warm coat or you know what what i love is when people donate the coats a lot of times they're like okay here's gloves and a hat too and warm socks you know oh yeah so that so that's been going on this will be our ninth year and we're gearing up for that now the other thing that we do is a christmas toy drive and involved in that is also shoes and a coat, a brand new coat for the, these, the children. Last year, we sponsored over 200 children, my team. Wow. You know, it's just so rewarding. And um, not only did we do, you know, the drive and get people participating in, in the toys and things like that, but we also pack the boxes and, I mean, the distribution and, and passing them out to the families that come there. So it's, we're really hands-on. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. And does this go to your local area, local children in your community? In my community. And I live in Butler County, right outside of Cincinnati. And so um, that goes to the Butler County community. However, you know, there's a, a huge, all over Cincinnati, there's Salvation Army post, you know, where people can get involved. I personally am involved in the one in Butler County. 
This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Nice. And I love what you said too about, you know, sometimes you don't realize that there are people in need right in your own community. And I think this is a perfect example of that. And, and just, you know, something so simple as a coat, but it means so much to a kid. I mean, could you imagine going through one of our Ohio winters and, and not having a coat on as a child? I mean, this is just something that no child, you know, should ever have to have to deal with. So that that's awesome. Very cool. And 200 kids. I mean, how, how awesome. <laughs> the generosity from the community past clients. I put it on the internet, put it on Facebook. And I had like one person like, all right, I'm getting my whole neighborhood involved. And yeah. and she did. And they filled my garage with toys and coats. You wouldn't believe it. It was, it, uh, I stood in, in that garage and cried. I was like, oh my uh, God, this is so amazing. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you too. Like, what are some of the ways, or how did you see the community respond? I mean, obviously, it was it was a you know in a huge magnitude. But what are some of the ways that you know you really saw the community reach out? Was it through social media, through reaching out to you know your individual contacts? How were you able to get so much support for this? Yeah, and it we did a lot through social media. Um, we do mention it um, when we send out you know the request for coats for our coat drive. You know, it's not only individuals, but we also reached out to some businesses. So Tri Health, you know, one of the hospitals in Butler County donated a whole Christmas dinner for the homeless that we served on Christmas Day. Wow. There's a lot of, you know, I was trying to think who else the local businesses. That one always sticks out. It's just amazing. You know, um, businesses like to get involved too. That one really stands out because it, you know, it was so much food and my family, you know, it's kind of a family thing that we went and we helped serve the, those, you know, the meals and, and we got to eat with them too. It was delicious. I mean, it was uh, little food, you know, who, who would have guessed it, right? But it was really good. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and very cool that they got to experience, you know, such a wonderful meal and not, you know, maybe something less than than awesome otherwise. So that's, that's really awesome to hear. I also know during last year, you worked with some local food trucks in your neighborhood and kind of raised some funds that way to give back to um, elementary PTOs. Tell us a little bit about that. And that was really fun. And that kind of sparked from the COVID thing, because, you know, a lot of small businesses, they just weren't making it. Food trucks, especially, you know, that's, that's tough. So, um, we decided that we would give people in our community an opportunity to go outside. It was all touchless, if you will. They could order on the phone or, or an app. And we had it set up in the school parking lot. We got permission from Lakota to do that. So people got out. They didn't have to cook every night. And it kept those small businesses, those food trucks afloat for, for that time, you know, that period. Now, 
they're on the, back on their feet and they're busy, thank goodness, you know. But what we did is whatever the truck would donate, I matched. And we donated that to the PTO. And, um, you know, it didn't start off by saying, oh, we went all this recognition from our community. But it happened that way because we were posting it. I posted it on Facebook, on Instagram, on Nextdoor, you know, and it, so it, it, people really appreciated it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's great. You were, it was kind of a win-win situation. You know, you were able to help these small businesses who were experiencing some difficult times due to COVID and also raising some money for, for your local schools, which is, which is awesome. You won this coming off of a, a pandemic year. I would love to hear, you know, your perspective, what it was like. Um, did you see a difference in the response from people, you know, during a COVID year or what was kind of uh, your experience as a fundraiser, as someone who is very active in their local communities and giving back through a pandemic? What was that like? Did you notice any any differences from years past or anything like that? Big differences. One, that there was a greater need, the need for food, for shelter, for you know, just the toy drive to make somebody's Christmas holiday nicer. The need was so much greater that it it worried me. I was really, really worried because the folks that run the Salvation Army in Butler County, they're like, we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. And I'm the president of the board there at, at the Salvation Army. And I'm like, boy, that's going to be a tough one. You know, there's so many people out of work. And, you know, as we're seeing with these numbers, but... Here was the best thing. So many people stepped up. You know, I don't know their situations. I don't know if they had still had their job or if they were furloughed. I don't know. But what I do know is that people wanted to help people. They wanted to give. And that's what we saw. That's what I'm say- saying about standing in my garage amongst all of the I was like, oh, this just was just overwhelming. During a COVID year when so many people experience, you know, financial struggles and health struggles and, you know, struggles that comes along comes along with, you know, going through a, a global pandemic. It's, it's really awesome. And, you know, I've always noticed that sometimes in the midst of tragedy is when the community and people come together even more and, and show their support. And I think everyone, you know, dealing what we went through last year and are still dealing with, uh, you know, even into this year, that that need for community and that need to be able to be strong and be with each other somehow and show support somehow, you know, really became stronger last year. So I love that you said that and that you kind of experienced the same thing. That's really great. It was nice. And I'll tell you what, the other thing, our local realtors, okay, they stepped up, you know, how can I help? You know, what can I do? It's a form for them too. There's, you know, to get involved and, um, the year before COVID, we didn't do it last year, but I started the, the Realtor Ring Day, which a lot of other areas outside of Ohio do. It's a Realtor Ring Day for the Salvation Army. So I put that out with the help of our local board, and we had so many agents sign up. And so we we did a rotation. You know, they could come with their, their shirts on, you know, who they are, who they work for, what brokerage, and uh, ring the bell. And every single person, it was so, the, the feedback was so positive. And let me know when you're going to do that next year. Aww. And we had some Remax agents who actually, they dressed up in elf suits and, you know, they just had the time of their lives with it. They loved it. And I liked it to get to know them better 
it was just like so rewarding in so many ways. Now I got to know them better. They were involved. And the residual is it's helping a great cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I love so this is kind of the perfect transition. So I love that you brought up um, the involvement of other realtors, because that's what I think is so awesome, too, about what you do is not only, you know, is this kind of your personal mission and your cause, but you've brought along now other people uh, along with you to join in this movement. And you're kind of helping mentor and, and working with other realtors to um, infuse that same mentality and kind of uh, showing them ways that they can give back to their community, too. I know that you did a presentation you were a part of a roundtable too, kind of telling your your uh, local realtors the importance of giving back and things like that. Talk a little bit about the mentorship and the work you do with realtors and why is that so important for you to kind of get them involved in your mission? Well, I think that I kind of want to pay things forward, just like when I mentioned when I was a new agent and some of the other agents kind of had taken me under their wing and helped me. So I want to pay that forward. But yes, I did do a roundtable with um, agents at Coldwell Banker, and it was really cool because they had a lot of questions. Like, my question to them is, what are you passionate about? Is it the elderly? Is it homeless? Is it children's education? I mean, there's all kinds. Is it is the Cancer Foundation? Find out what you're passionate about, you know, and, and just see how you can help out in your community. And everything else kind of falls into place. Now you're helping, you're doing something that's bringing you joy, but you're also in front of other people. You're meeting new people. Your sphere of influence just grows while you're, you're still giving back to your community. You know, as far as the Salvation Army goes, there's something for everyone, you know, because they do help in so many different areas you know, with drug addiction, with health issues, with um, homelessness, with elderly, you know, but if you don't want to get involved with Salvation Army, find, go at, after what your passion is. How you, how would you like to help? Yeah, I love that. And that was going to be my next question too. What bit of advice would you give to, to realtors who maybe want to get more involved in their local community or looking for ways to get back? Is there any other bits of advice that you would give to them other than, you know, finding your passion and, and reaching out and getting started? I think that sometimes I hear, oh, I joined, I joined this cause or I joined that cause. Joining is one thing, but rolling up your sleeves and, and diving in is something different. And, you know, I never, ever, of course, I didn't go into this thinking that I was going to be honored with that, that award or having this podcast or whatever, because I'm doing it from a place where I feel like from my heart, right? Mm -hmm. But all of this is the residual effect from it. And mm -hmm. meeting, I've met so many people, just like the administrator over that whole tri-health, you know? His story, how the Salvation Army helped him when he had a, he lost a child, one of his own children, and how the Salvation Army helped him was amazing. So he wanted to give back. So you're going to meet so many different people. It is um, it's it's great for your business. It's great, you know, for your heart. It's just a good thing. I I would encourage everybody to find their passion and, and give back to their community. You know, as realtors. I think that we're involved in our community. People want to see that. Sometimes I think people think that we're like 
you know, just breaking it in or used car salesman or whatever, get involved, you know, and show who you really are. Yeah, absolutely. And realtors care. You know, we do. We're in these communities day in and day out. We're a part of it. And it's a great opportunity to get out there, show that we care, show that we're involved. And and like you said, there are great benefits all the way around personally, professionally. Can't go wrong with giving back. And um, congratulations to you, Lisa, for being the award winner. And keep up the incredible work. I know you will. It, you can you can tell when you speak how passionate you are um, about this. And I can't wait to see all the great things that you'll do this year and beyond. So thank you for sharing a little bit of your story with us today. It's been great to hear from you. I know our listeners will too. Realtors, get out there, get involved, give back to your communities. Thank you for joining me, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. And to all our listeners, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.